Welcome to the Fluent English Pro Podcast, the ultimate resource for professionals looking to improve their English skills. If you have an intermediate to advanced level of English and you want to improve or experience a lack of time and practice opportunities, we're here to help. Every week, you'll have a new episode that addresses your specific English language needs providing tips and insights to help you excel in business meetings, negotiate contracts, deliver impactful presentations, or engage in casual conversations with international colleagues. Don't let the lack of time and practice hold you back. Tune in and unlock your full potential as a fluent English speaker. Welcome to the Fluent English Pro Podcast. Today, I am with my great partner, David. Do you prefer David or David? Uh, both are okay. Uh, okay. Many people uh, on my workspace call me David or Dave, okay. but David is also okay. Okay, David. So today we have an excellent topic, right? And I think it's very interesting to know about this. Today we have common grammar mistakes yep. and how to avoid them. Yes, that's right. Okay, so start with what do you think is a grammar mistake? Okay, a, a grammar mistake is in general the incorrect use of grammar. Okay. Um, however, there are many reasons why this can happen. Native English speakers do make grammar mistakes when they are speaking or when they're writing. It is a common thing in native speakers. But also uh, non-native speakers, for example, us. We also make grammar mistakes. One, because maybe we don't know or we don't apply the rules of the language properly, but also because the rules of our native language, so in the case, for example, our case, the rules of Spanish transfer a little bit to English. Yeah. So we, we use the rules of Spanish in English, thus creating incorrect sentences in English. So like... Uh, There are, there are many reasons why this can happen. That includes punctuation and that, right? That includes punctuation and that includes, um, yeah, yeah, so many things. Capital letters, spacing, commas, and all that. Okay, and why it's important to try to avoid those mistakes? Because if you reduce the occurrence of mistakes in a general English situation, your message is going to be clearer. Yes, you're going to be able to communicate more clearly. You're going to get your message through. And, and overall, people are going to easy, easily understand what you're saying. Yes, that is in an overall setting. But now on, in a specific work professional setting, yeah. uh, your credibility is at stake, right? Because if you're a professional and you do not use the correct uh, forms of the language, If you don't use the correct grammar, the correct spelling, people are going to doubt that the message you are delivering is trustworthy. Yes, true. It's critical. That's, that's a critical point here. Yes. Uh, which is the most common mistakes do you think your students have done? Most common mistakes people make. There are so many. There are so many. Uh, one of them, for example, is the use of passive voice. Usually they find it difficult to use passive voice. It is. Because in Spanish, we, we have it, but we don't use it that often. Okay. Yes, we don't use it that often. And the other mistake they make a lot is the use of simple past. 
Yes, using did, didn't, and the verb. Sometimes they just omit the auxiliary verb because we don't have that auxiliary verb in Spanish. So that is a very common grammar mistake. And also uh, little things that are, I think, even complicated for more advanced English. Sorry, yeah, for more advanced English speakers who have English as a, as a foreign language, which is like in on at. Yes, yes, those prepositions, those are a pain in the neck. Even though those are like very small particles of the language, learning how to use them properly is not that easy. It, like it takes, like there are so many variations to it that it, it takes a lot of time to find what to use when correctly. Okay, can you give an example? Oh, for example, why, why do you say uh, on a car, sorry, in a car, but on a, on a plane? Okay, yes. yes. <laughs> that kind of thing. That's still confusing to me, even though I've been speaking English for so long. But that, that's still like a little thing that generates some, some friction. Okay. And how do you think we can improve our English skills for avoiding mistakes? Okay. Uh, the first thing I think is the good old grammar exercises. Yeah. Uh, just sitting down and doing grammar exercises. Drilling and repetition, even though it is not well seen, it is not a popular thing uh, because it's not kind of like the cool thing, it's very important. But repetition is what? That you're listening to an audio and then you repeat? In all the ways, in all the ways possible, like listening something, listening to something repeatedly, reading something repeatedly, pronouncing something repeatedly. Yes, because when you pronounce something repeatedly, you listen to yourself and your brain memorizes and retains that structure. And also the exercises. Yes, grammar exercises. Writing. On writing are very effective. And nowadays it's so easy to find great exercises online. Interactive exercises, they will tell you, oh, this is correct, this is not correct, is this adjusting? And so on and so on. But in your experience, uh, the rules for the punctuation, the comma, the dot, and all of that, the period, you can, like, is the same in Spanish or English and even that change? They are different in English. The rules of punctuation and the rules of capitalization are different in English. Okay. For example, the, the names of the months are, uh, they have to have a capital letter of the beginning, the names of the days. Oh, always. Uh, yes. They, it doesn't uh, matter if it is in the middle of the a text. It doesn't matter if it's in the middle of a sentence. Okay. Uh, and same, uh, you can add, for example, in English, you can add a comma before and. In, oh, in yes. Spanish, you cannot do that. Not always. Okay. So, so there, are, there are these subtle, there are very subtle differences that you need to like sit down, grab a book or go to a website and actually like study the thing. You are not going to absorb this by just communicating with other yes, people. Like some true. of it you might. But most of it, you might not because the differences are very, very tiny. But those tiny differences are what makes you look more like a proficient English speaker. Yes, that's true. So do you have some tips for us? Yes. Uh, the first tip is read a lot. Reading is a key exercise I recommend over and over again for you to be able to, to observe and visually see the grammar structure of the language okay. over and over again. So that, that's a very good exercise, reading. The second exercise I recommend, and you might need a tutor for this, it is 
take writing lessons. Yeah. Oh, you can take, take writing, writing if you can get a teacher or a tutor to uh, like give you writing lessons in English. That will be great because then you can learn the structure more in precision. Uh, not everybody has access to this, so it yes. might be a little bit tricky and it might be a little bit expensive. Uh, but but it's you can totally find worth it online, right? Online, you can find somebody to give you those lessons. Yes. Uh, and it's totally worth the investment. Yes. So and it doesn't have to be like a random writing class, right? You can get a writing class for, for example, one of these international exams. If mm -hmm. you're going to take the IELTS or the, what's the other one? The IELTS TOEFL. or the TOEFL or any of these exams, you need to do a writing test. So you can take classes for that writing test. So you're going to both improve your grammar and also be ready for a test if you happen to need it in the future. And finally, just go online and drill, repeat exercises, interactive exercises. There are so many good options online that are going to tell you what the correct option is, how to correct it, how the structure goes, that like you can jump in and do a new exercise for 20 minutes every single day. Okay. There is any page that you, do you recommend for reading? A page? Oh, no, no. I, for reading, when it comes to reading, I recommend people to read what you like, like find about what your passions are, what your hobbies are, or maybe what your needs are. Okay. And look for information about that in English. So if you like music, go read articles about music in English. If you like football, go read about football in English. If you like literature, so go get a couple of, of books and news, in English. Right? Uh, news are, are also very good for, for practicing, uh, they can, they can, I think like each type of text will have a different emphasis on different types of grammar. Okay. Yes. It may be the type of text that will have the widest spectrum of grammar uses will be literature. You're going to have like a wider spectrum. Whereas for example, technical texts are going to have mostly passive voice yes because okay. that's how technical texts are structured yes so the the, the spectrum of grammar forms is going to be more limited you know, on a technical text so i think a combination a combination of of things you like is going to be very useful in that regard okay um do you think that it's some mistakes are permitted i think absolutely uh you have to permit yourself to improve through time yes this is a progressive thing it's a process it is not like you're gonna be super proficient and super good at english overnight yes <laughs> it doesn't happen like oh one day you woke up and oh my god i, I speak perfect english yeah, now that's true and, and you should never let mistakes or the fear of making mistakes uh stop you from communicating you need to make mistakes consistently constantly in order to get better. And you do that by just, just using the language, <laughs> just do it. There is a mistake, you learn from it. Okay, that's okay. That's Don't be hard on yourself. Just learn from the mistake and go on. Yes, you have to move on. So I think this is everything for today. Thank you, David, for your tips. It was a really good uh, topic. I hope that this could be helpful for you. And see you the next time. See you next time, Paula. 
thank you for tuning in to the Fluent English Pro Podcast, your ultimate resource to enhance your English skills. Subscribe to our podcast to access new episodes and take your English skills to the next level. Feel free to contact us with any questions, suggestions, or specific topics you would like us to cover. Reach out at info at fluentenglishpro.com and visit fluentenglishpro.com for more resources. Until next time.